Right now my struggle's all I see But I'm not giving in My story will not end in defeat Cause nothing can stop him Life can bring many difficult situations, domestic violence, addictions, poverty, and even sexual abuse by your loved ones. Welcome, Amy Cabo and The Cure. Good afternoon, and welcome to The Cure. I'm your host, Amy Cabo, with my amazing partner, Boris. Well, I'm still amazing. Because there still is a God. Oh, there you are. This show was created to expose the truth, educate, and provide comfort God was the only cure for me, and we hope we can be there for each other. Life is challenging, but know this, there is a God who's omnipotent, is life within us these days, is our Father, want what's best for us, so there's always hope. That was Unstoppable God by Sanctus Real. No matter how impossible, or how much they attack. God never stops providing, always has our back. Don't trust long oppressions, pass every test. By his loving kindness, we find holy rest. Sweet the crosses as we understand his divine plan. Oh, holy redemption from a God turned to a man. Blessed to be in him, Living the promises told, to have and to hold, receiving twofold. Today we will talk about helping children with anxiety, stress, and worries. Something we're really dealing with in these days. And our special guest is Carrie Snyder. Carrie is a Christian communicator who shares the hope of God through writing, speaking, and leading worship. Her passion for the Lord comes forth as she shares from her life experiences of overcoming anxiety and depression that began as a child. Carrie Snyder desires to help all generations see their value and worth. It is important to give her a voice to give her, it's important to her to give a voice to the voiceless and help to those who feel alone in their battle. Carrie is the author of Anxiety Elephant 31-Day Devotional and Anxiety Elephant 90-Days Devotional for Tween Girls and Boys. She speaks in schools to students on coping skills for anxiety and trains teachers on how to help children with anxiety. Karis, welcome to The Cure. Blessed to have you with us. Thank you so much for having me today. Karis, how common is anxiety in the life of our kids nowadays? You know, it's heartbreaking that it's even common, isn't it, for our children? But it is the number one mental health struggle for our children at all ages. So it's not just affecting us, but it's affecting them. And you would never think that kids should ever deal with anxiety. Those are things that parents should only deal with silently. And to think that now kids are needing help for the same things that adults are have dealt with 
it is something that's concerning, something that we must come together and address and expose and, and remedy somehow. So what are the symptoms that kids experience? Absolutely. And so what we can see symptoms come up through our children. This is for boys and girls. Um, and, you know, they, they consider a child to be from the age of, you know, one to the age of 17. But you're typically going to see these, these symptoms anywhere from five to 17 is what I've seen in my research. Uh, they may have headaches, stomach aches. They might uh, deal with sleepless nights because their thoughts are just racing through their minds. They may feel breathless. Um, their hearts might be racing for no reason. They can't explain why. They may have emotional outbursts where they may cry and they're not really sure why they're crying or they may have an emotional outburst of anger. Um, and again, they don't know where it's coming from, but it just kind of comes out of nowhere. They may uh, talk about feeling nauseous or having dizzy spells. They may bite their nails. Um, they may be fidget, like they're, they may fidget their legs or their arms. So these are all just a few of the common symptoms that you might see with them. And also, if you notice them withdrawing or their personalities are changing, these are all going to be things that may indicate that they're struggling with some anxiety. And this can be so subtle, coupled with the fact that the enemy makes us believe nothing's wrong, so we do nothing about it, where we think a headache is attributed to eating too much chocolate, or the the nausea or the stomach pains, is it's just another cold that is happening, and we don't realize that the child is dealing with real-life issues and to try to get to the source. And we're so easily fooled. So it, it's good that you bring this out, that you point this out, that we need to also see what's going on in the life of this child, in her home and in her school. What is she watching on social media? Who is she talking to? What shows is she watching? What pressures? And, and try to keep the lines of communications open. Because you say we can teach our kids coping skills early on. I am surprised that it even starts at five years old. And so is that being done today? Because most of my daughter's friends are on medications. Yeah, you know, unfortunately, a lot of parents and adults don't realize that we can begin right now teaching our children how to respond to the anxiety, where they don't just have to go straight to medication, that we can acknowledge what they're dealing with, that it is very real, that their struggle is very real, but there are some healthy ways they can respond to it. Now, for us as adults, we want to be that model for them. We want to show them here are some healthy ways to respond to that anxiety where, you know, if it's taking deep breaths or bringing our community in, uh, you know, yes, let's pray about it and go to the Lord about it, but let's do some of these practical things as well. So if our kids are at school and a test is put in front of them a math test and they begin to feel that anxiety pick up. Well, now they know this is anxiety. And I know if I can pause and take some deep breaths and help my brain, help my mind to focus, they're going to be able to go through and finish that test. Whereas if we didn't teach them those coping skills beforehand, that anxiety might get the best of them and they're not able to finish the test or they might panic or overreact. So it does take time. And it is a process, but I do truly believe that our kids are capable of learning these skills. Right, and and it's it's a matter of just how they, how they do a medicine, uh, take the least invasive approach, and and try to 
deal with the, the mental health rather than just giving it a band-aid of a medicine, which could also make things worse. After a, after a while, the medicine could have the actual opposite effects. It happens and it happens There's often. so many side effects. And that's not to include the side effects. But what are some, uh, th- these are, there are some words that we can that we can teach them and and also some words of encouragement for the parents who feel like like they were failing. These kids don't come with a manual. We don't always have the best example from our own family. So let's talk to the parents when we, when we return. We'll be right back talking about helping children with anxiety with Carrie Snyder. Please stay with us. We'll be right back. Right back with Amy Cavill and The Cure. These afflictions that are only temporary are gonna turn to glory beyond compare. So don't lose heart, don't you dare let go. continue with Amy Cabo and The Cure. Welcome back and thanks for tuning in. Remember, you can listen to the radio show live to our app, The Cure, or as a podcast, wherever podcasts are, The Cure with Amy Cabo, obviously in Sirius XM, channel 131. That was Don't Lose Heart by Stephen Curtis Chapman. We try not to think of evil and consider only what is good. Satan tries to stop us from becoming who we should. Negativity is not from God, so we must dismiss. What is not born of love, we must remiss. Don't lose hope, keep to faith, even when we feel alone. God always resolved and truly treasured are his own. No one tosses the first stone or hasn't ever cried, but received by mercy and so turned the tide. We will continue talking about how to help children with anxiety, stress, and worries with Carrie Snyder, author of There's an Elephant on My Chest. Philippians, Philippians 4, 6, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Here is what are important truths and words of encouragement for parents who feel like they're feeling to meet their child's needs. Absolutely. So first, I just want to say to parents that if you feel like you don't know how to respond, maybe this feels bigger than you. Can I just say to you that it's okay to not have all the answers because we know the one who does. So just know, parents, if you are struggling, that you can take it to the Lord in prayer. Just as you said, he tells us that we can bring everything to him. So first of all, I just want parents to know that that we're not supposed to have all the answers, number one. And when when you let your children know that, when they're anxious and you say to them, I don't know all the answers, but we're going to walk through this together, it kind of brings your, your child, your teenager, this sense of relief to know, oh, it's okay that I don't know all the things, that I don't know all the answers here. So number one, I would tell you that. Number two, I would encourage parents when you're 
children are feeling anxious or they're sharing with you situations that are going on in their life, be the listener first. We want them to come to us to be that safe place uh, versus going to someone on social media that they don't know. They have no idea who that person is behind the screen. So we want to be a listener there for them, that, that we can be that place where they can bring those concerns and then also teach them how to take those concerns, those worries to the Lord, how to cast those anxieties at his feet, that he's not, you know, this God in heaven who doesn't care about all the things in their life, that he truly wants them to bring those hard things right now. I would also say to our parents, you know, to model to their children how to journal, how to write down thoughts and take captive those negative thoughts that we have and change it to a positive life-giving thought. You know, what does God's word say about this? What is the truth about me when those anxiety thoughts come and want to speak, you know, death over us or want to speak negativity over us? We want to remind our children, hey, you're fearfully and wonderfully made. You're not a mistake. There's no confusion in who you are. So we want to speak some truth over them practice that journaling, practice gratitude, and practice knowing that it's okay to not know the answers because we can go to that to God who does. Well, whether you drink coffee or not, there's coffee cups that says, when you're stressed, this version in the Bible. When you're sad, this version in the Bible. When you're in fear, this version in the Bible. And you just look it up in the Bible and you can discuss that with the kids. Or how are you feeling today? Which one of these applies to you? And then you you don't even, it's the answers right there. It's so much easier, I find it, than having to memorize all these instructions. It's just, just grab that cup and that's it. Um, yeah. And so what can we do as parents to minimize or stress our kids? I think you, you explained that. And so what tools can we teach our kids to overcome anxiety when they're on their own, when they don't have mom and dad to help them? That's right. You know, I, I actually have a daughter who is going into high school this year. So I am learning very quickly that my window of time before, you know, she leaves our house and goes to wherever the Lord leads her next is coming very short. So how can we equip them, you know, to respond to difficult things. I think, first of all, some things that we can do is maybe take that pressure of, of um, perfection off of them, that pressure of being number one in academics, number one in sports, number one in whatever they do. We want to remove that pressure. Yes, we want to do all things unto the Lord and with excellence, but that doesn't mean it has to be that you're number one. So let's remove some pressure from them. Let's give them some margin. Number two, I think we need to teach our children how to say no. Their schedules and their time and their life does not need to be filled with busy things. They need a margin in their life. So they need to learn now how to say no. Um, we need to teach them how to use social media in a healthy way. If your children or teenagers are on social media, that is a huge Part of the anxiety that our students are feeling, that our children are experiencing right now. So they need to know healthy boundaries with social media. They need to not allow social media to define them. They need to be defined through what God's word says. And then some of those practical things like practicing gratitude every day, 
practicing taking deep breaths every day, getting a good night's rest. They need eight hours of sleep. Even our teenagers, they might fight us on that, but they need that good sleep. Um, those practical things are going to help them. Drinking water versus caffeine Hydration. versus those Very energy important. drinks. Yes. It's so important. Hydration. You know, we, and- yeah, I, at least my daughter is not drinking sodas, uh, and and that's a good thing. So uh, hydration is very important. Juices and things that are good for them. Uh, I I tell my kids uh, I don't expect any anything perfect. Uh, I just want you to try your best, and if yeah. I know that you're trying your best, that's good enough for me. Does it does it matter? Absolutely. It's the process, not not the outcome. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, so I was going to say, it, in our house, we say, do your best and trust God with the rest. That's all you can do. There you go. That's perfect, because God does take care of the rest since we always fall short. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that true? Thank God for him. Uh, so, it, it and it's, it's important to have a relationship with the God. Establish a, a prayer routine with your kids. So the family that prays together mm-hmm. stays together. And the good Lord will open their eyes and give them wisdom. So, always pray for your kids. But when we return, we'll be talking about some tips for parents hoping to increase the trust with the children. Yes, definitely. With Carrie Snyder. Please stay with us. We'll be right back. We will be right back with Amy Cabell and The Cure. continue with Amy Cabo and The Cure. Welcome back and thanks for being with us. That was Miracle Power by We the Kingdom. Don't give up when it seems impossible and too long. He's a reason to stay steadfast and to be strong. Though battles exhaust, God of miracles can live to love and aim to be his biggest fan. He has done good beyond expectations to any scale, forgiving and giving, whether we prosper or fail. Bless his name with the most peaceful ways, divine grace, gracious to whom often praise. We'll continue talking about helping children with anxiety and stress and worries with Carrie Snyder, author of There's an Elephant on my chest. Isaiah 35, 4, say to those with fearful hearts, be strong. Do not fear. Your God will come. He will come with vengeance, with divine retribution. He will come to save you. Karis, what are some tips for parents trying to increase their children's thought, trust? I mean, we want our kids to tell us everything and we hope they do. But the truth is they leave things out. And so how, and they think that it's their friends that they can trust the most. And so how do we, how do we make that bridge? How do we cross that path to where we can be a friend, but also a parent? 
Yeah, that is a, a really hard question, isn't it? I think many of us are there trying to figure that out. And if I can even just say that with vulnerability, I'm there with my two daughters as well, my 10-year-old and my 14-year-old. We want to be that safe place for them, that trusted place for them. So, you know, I think it's important for us to have, you know, open conversation with them to let them know you can bring anything to me, you know, good or bad. We can talk about it. Uh, One thing that I have found with our kids is that when we tell them when we were their age, like some mistakes that we might have made, it Mm -hmm. lets them kind of see us in a more real light, in a more real, you know, oh, mom and dad, they didn't have it all together and they probably would understand a little bit more of what we're going through because they are hearing those stories of, of some things that we went through. So I think if we can share those stories, share, you know, those little messes, but let them see how God used it to make a message in our life or how it kind of turned around. I think that that brings us kind of connected together. Um, and it allows them to see that we really do want to, to know all of the things. Um, I think, you know, just, asking them just small questions about their day, uh, just even about the little things to show that we're interested in all the parts of their life. But I think, too, when we ask them questions, be specific in your questions that you ask them um, and give them time to process the answer. You know, sometimes I ask my daughters a question, and then I want them to immediately give me an answer. And if they don't, I might get frustrated with them, like they're not listening to me or they are ignoring me, when in reality – they're processing. So we want to give them some time to process, to ask questions. How, you know, instead of how was your day, ask, how did your math class go today? Um, ask questions like, who are you talking to on your social media? Uh, how is so-and-so friend? How is she doing? So we want to ask them very specific questions so they'll begin to kind of answer. And, you know, and when they share those moments of frustration with us, if they share those moments of maybe a situation that happened with a friend that has caused some drama or some heartache in their life, we want to be their gauge of emotion. So we don't want to panic or overreact. We want to remain calm, let them continue to talk. And they see that we are going to be in that place of listener for and them. And validate so I, them. Make, yeah. Let them feel like that you understand them, that you understand where they're coming from. Don't yeah. Don't go against them and don't disagree. Use your words wisely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Otherwise, yeah. you push them away. I, I have two teenagers. I, I'm getting plenty of practice. Uh, <laughs> so, but what's what, some valuable advice we can give our children that leads them to peace and rest? So, I would say to our children, let's just take a breath together. Even then, when I say it, it just kind of calms me down. So, I would want our children just to know that um, perfection is not the goal here. We just want them to go through every day and just be able to find the joy in life, but we want our children to know that God loves them, that he cares about them, that we love them and care about them. So we we want to remove that pressure. I would say to our kids, you know, whenever you face a test or you face a difficult situation with your friends, know that this is a moment and not for a lifetime. And we can all get through little moments together. So if we can kind of see it in that way, that might be helpful for them. And not always are, are they open to, to God and, and religion and they might think we're dinosaurs and because every kid is different. I found music therapy to be helpful and most kids like music and that does give them a peace of mind. And, and then when they're in the car, you can play Christian music. 
And yeah. that'll give them hope. <laughs> you have no other choice. You have a captive yeah. audience. And, yeah. and so I you think, sneak it in there somehow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, we need to get our kids outside more. They're inside so much. Listen, looking at video games. It's looking uplifting. At yeah, so let's get yeah, them outside. Let's get the show. vitamin D. Right. Yeah. And just I in the 30 seconds left, if you have a pool, have them use it. God provided yeah. sudden water because it's invigorating, it's uplifting, and it, it lifts our soul. And so anyhow, we, we, we're got to wrap this up this this time and again. And so we finish with a prayer as we always do. Thank you so much. And God bless. Dear God, you alone hold the power to rescue my child out of fear and anxiety. Teach my child methods of not only coping, but thriving. Give them sacred glimpse of your light and life. Amen. This is Amy Cabo. You have been listening to The Cure. Please check our podcast, The Cure with Amy Cabo. Thank you to our listeners for being with us. And until next Sunday, much love. Give it your best. Be as kind as possible to others, including yourself. True in every situation. Thank Keep you your value. To the Cure with Amy Cabo. You can check out Amy's latest book, God is the Cure, on Amazon. And please check our website, GodIsTheCure.com.